mean, this is Bridge. Hey, this is JD. This is The Way I See It. Yeah, we're talking about fatherhood from a colorful perspective. That we are. Mm -hmm. And we're back for another episode. We're Uh, back, y'all. We've done a lot of chatting and a lot of talking just between the two of us. Yes. So we decided to bring somebody else into the studio. Oh, it's a great day. As much as we love to hear ourselves talk, I don't think that (laughs) at some point (laughs) that's all everybody wants to listen to. Right. So we thought we'd bring somebody into the house to to talk so we can take a break. Today, we actually have my father in the house. Uh, I'll let you introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Eugene Pritchett. I'm Brandon's dad and uh, Dave's dad, kind of. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Dad, dad we, by proxy. Yeah, yeah, we just call it dad. If you got out the bell for me, I understood why. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But it's good to be here. I'm yeah. proud of you guys, and uh, things are looking up. That it is. So today, we wanted to talk about the generation gap. Uh, we want to talk about fatherhood then versus now. And I thought this would be a great time to have you come in. Uh-huh. Um, I know we're also going to have uh, they, JD's dad come in and talk about, you know, wisdom from you guys' era. Um, so I thought this would be a perfect time to, to kind of get your insight into what was it like to, you know, raise us, you know, my brother and I, with, with that time period of the 70s and 80s uh, versus now, like seeing how we parent uh, our kids and, and see how that works together. So I figured this would be a great topic to talk about and run with. And Yeah, I, I do want to add one more thing. The reason why we're bringing you in, because we were molded by you, and yeah. we want to understand how how better we can parent our kids mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. from your perspective sure sure cuz we don't we don't go to you and say how are we doing right <laughs> right but we want to learn from how you did it exactly. to to understand how we can do it better okay right. uh, that sounds fair to me uh, i think there's a lot that you guys are doing perfectly well Thank you. but there's always room for improvement it's even room for improvement for me today as a father grandfather right so we learn every day and just uh, readjust Keep it going forward. Sounds great. Yeah. Cool. So then, well, I mean, with that being said, then what what was it like for you to be a father of color back in the seventies and eighties? I mean, what, what what did you go through? Oh well, back in the seventies. Let Let's start a little further back. It's the sixties. Mm-hmm. You know, coming out, trying to find your way. What are you gonna do? Who are you gonna be? Um, it was yeah. a little different back mm-hmm. then because mm-hmm. we did have some negative overtones uh, of the racial problem still going on that's going on today but then it was a little different mm-hmm. uh, everything was controlled by hey you you want to be here but you know we don't really want you here right so mm-hmm. how do you negotiate through that mm-hmm. and what you have to do you have to pick a direction have confidence in yourself and uh just start driving mm-hmm. and driving and driving mm-hmm. I, i'm i'm quite sure jd's dad will probably share the same kind of sentiment uh, you know, trying to get through these times back then and moving into the 70s and 80s, which, you know, a lot of the music helped us move forward. You nice. Know, because, you yeah. know, I'm black and I'm proud, mm-hmm. you know, and we all sang that. We all had our large afro. <laughs> you know, My father should. We, we had our dashikis, yeah. and, you know, and hey, those are the things that helped us mold ourselves into the, the people that we became. Mm-hmm. That soon helped us mold you guys into the people that we were hoping you were gonna be. Right. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it's it's a give and take. It's a give yeah. and take. What what stood out to you in in that period, especially since you know Eugene was born in seventy, I was born in seventy six, so we kind of grew up in the early eighties. What stood out for you that was like one big roadblock? Was it more career driven that you was trouble to to provide in the sense of providing for us and raising us? What 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 we feel like it was like then versus differentness now? 
Uh, well, back then, I think the difference was, you know, once you had established yourself in a employment arena, mm-hmm. uh, is having the balance of time of work and family. Mm-hmm. Um, Sometimes it was easy. Sometimes it wasn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, but one of the things you had to learn is you have to be able to separate work from the family life. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, as I came up, my dad did a lot of work. I mean, he worked almost 24-7, but it was a different era. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I used to go visit him when he was working. Mm-hmm. Now, when I got to be a man and grown and had you boys... I said, no, no, no. I've got to make sure that there is time for them. And I cut it off. Right. You know, I work hard all day and I might even work extra hours. And then I said, it's family time. Mm-hmm. That's it. Mm-hmm. Was that was that on you or was that an expectation? Uh, that was on me. Oh, nice. Well, yeah. <laughs> you just said it again. I mean, you you talked about, you know, setting that setting that uh, boundary for your boys. Yes. Right. And yes. and you did that for your boys and, and it's been successful. Yes. I mean, yes. You're, yeah. you have very good, well-rounded, well-rounded uh, kids, men. Mm-hmm. Excuse yeah. me. Sorry. And you can feel men. free to talk up, especially, yeah. especially your second son. You can, you can talk him <laughs> up on this episode as much as you want. I mean, don't, you don't feel like you need to hold back. I won't edit that session. Out, so. <laughs> so so you've worked, you've worked and worked and worked and, and you've you've achieved the American dream of being a retired grandpa. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? Uh, if you think about it and you look back, uh, as we were growing up trying to be black and proud, I realized early on that my boys had to have a strong father figure. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, that was there teaching them right from wrong. Mm-hmm. And for every action, there's opposite and equal reaction. That right. means that there are consequences for everything that you do. Those were the kind of things that you had to be able to cut off the career for so many hours of evening yeah. and, 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 and make sure you were present, not just in the house, mm-hmm. but present. Mm-hmm. So with that, you had um, 70s and 80s. There's not, there's not much there. There's, there's TV. You, you talked about in the 60s, there's music. And then yeah. we were outside. Yeah, we were yeah. doing the outside thing. Now, raising the kids, you think it's harder now to raise kids with all the technology involved in parenting? You know, smartwatches. You have <laughs> you have TV. You have, I think you iPads. had iPad. I think yeah. you had a Nintendo. Oh yeah, we did. Did <laughs> we started with Atari and then yeah. moved all the way up? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I, I I do think it's a little tougher today with the technology because uh, a lot of things the kids are are into on their own they're away from everybody else their heads are down their their thumbs are getting bigger and bigger and bigger from all of the <laughs> actions right uh they don't have as much interaction between parents and, and kids today but you can't take it away from them because you need it to be intelligent for where life is going mm-hmm. so it, it's tougher you know for us it was tv you know we'll watch the cowboys and indians and pop out boom and away you go right but now you got you got the TV with 100, 200 channels, and you've mm-hmm. got iPhone, iPad, watches, all of this stuff, and you don't know who the kids are, are communicating with right, right. when they're on it. I mean, you got to separate that. And that goes back to the statement of, of separating time from work and being present because mm-hmm. you need to watch and know what the kids are looking at on online. Mm-hmm. So you think it's turning back that way, saying, okay, uh, we – we are able to um, work 
24-7 because we have all this technology? Yes. And, but, but you, as an individual, mm-hmm. need to say, okay, I can't work all the time. But, but you have to be able to cut it off. Right. And, and be present in the time because you can't bring that time back. And the things that the mm-hmm. kids are learning mm-hmm. at that time, you can't change their mind about 10 years later. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Thank you. And I think it's the, the difference is the accessibility to information for kids. It's so different for us. We stayed young because we didn't have access right. to what the kids have. I mean, right. with yeah. a click of the mouse, you can get to we were so naive anything. We were more naive. We got to enjoy time. being kids. Yeah. yeah. Where kids now are growing up so much faster because so much information is, is available to right. them. That it's hard to, it's almost hard to police that too. I mean, it, you have to work twice as hard just to shield them from that on right. top of what it normally takes to raise a kid. I think. Would you know I, you I'm, I I a hundred percent agree. Uh, we have a we have that fight. Can I can I use your iPad? My son's three. Right. Yeah. At yeah. least he says my iPad. Right. Right. Poppy, can I use your iPad? And um, there's and I I go back to what you said. There's there's consequences. And we talk about consequences. Uh, there are good consequences and bad consequences. Exactly. So um, it all it all depends on the boundaries that I put on it. Mm-hmm. You only get we give 40, 48 minutes of, of screen time. I don't care whether there's TV or, or iPad or, mm-hmm. or phone. That's it. We cut yeah. it off. So yeah, you're right with the cutoff thing. I, I I totally agree with that. And I think I think going back to an older age of parenting, like. I, now that we're into it with Landry, we make an act, uh, active decision to do like what, what I remember growing up. It was like, OK, well, we did this. We were outside or we were, right. you right. know, it's all age appropriate. But, mm-hmm. you know, go out and play. And then when you well, we had to be home by the streetlight. Well, yes. and it's, you know, it's mm-hmm. it's not as safe as it used to be. You can do that. Well, but at the same time, it wasn't like you know, mm-hmm. back then going go to your room was a punishment. Nowadays, it's OK. Room. It's like, I got my, I got my thanks. computer. I got everything. Right. Now know? it's like go outside is a punishment. Yeah, so yeah, it, right. it's different. <laughs> But yeah, you had yeah. touched on something uh, a few minutes ago that you talked about, you know, how grandpa was and like how he raised you and now you went to work with him and mm-hmm. um, and, and the dynamic was different. Um, obviously, each generation does something slightly different. So I, I you know, as a, I'm, I'm a parent to Landry is a little bit different than you were a parent, parent to me. Eugene was, you know, a little bit different mm-hmm. uh, with Leah than you were to him. Um, how do you feel like you were a parent to us that was different than how grandpa was a parent to you? What, what was the difference between that split between grandpa and you versus how you raised us? Uh, the time that I spent, mm-hmm. uh, he was there financially. He was there spiritually. Mm-hmm. Uh, but a lot of his time was, was working. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and he had to, to, to make the, the, the life that we had, you know? Right. Yeah. You understand that now. Yeah. And when you look back at it, you know, not only did he work eight hours during the day, he worked another six hours in the evening mm-hmm. uh, to to provide the life that we had. Right. And for me, the difference was I was fortunate enough to have talent, skills, and education that I was able to make a living and still have time for you guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's why I, I tell you that I'm extremely proud of you guys today because I look, there are more young black men in positions of authority in this country than there's ever been. Mm-hmm. And that means that you have making the right choices and that you're able to separate yourself from work and time as long as you spend some time with the family and, and acknowledge that it's the time to be with the family. Not not my friends, yes. not anything else. Mm-hmm. Right. Just my family. Do you feel that now that you like I said, now that you're at grandpa status and you're retired and you know you have that 
ability to look back and, and be introspective and retrospective. Do you feel like that was almost grandpa was really making an investment almost in our future? Yeah. Now that that yeah. was a sacrifice, like yes. so his sacrifice of time enabled you to get the education that you were to put you in a position That's to, right. to yeah. leap ahead. So, so yeah. it, it was not a negative thing of, of him working like that. Mm -hmm. It was a positive thing because it made me capable mm -hmm. and able to understand what why he was doing it mm -hmm. for me, which rolled down for you guys. Right. And like that's that. the same thing that yeah. you're sharing as you go forward now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's good. Well, I th and I think it's the, the, the ability to take each generation takes you. Know, you and I, we talked about this off off air before, sure. that, you know, each generation gets an opportunity to take the best of what was how they were brought up and bring that to, to them yeah. and the family. And then what what didn't work, you say, OK, mm -hmm. this is where we'll adjust. But you take each generation, you're taking that great part. And then because there's something I'm going to do wrong with Landry, right. you know, oh, we, yeah. you know, so and they're in, in theory, she would take that and, and say, OK, sure. well, here's what dad did. Great. And here's the, you know, here's where I wish you were different. So as as a, as a parent, I'm going to do this, right, and right. we just slightly adjust. But yeah. I think it all starts with the the proper intention from generations back, saying yeah. right, this is our that's, goal. That's I, I think what you're talking about is generational wealth, and what yes, most people is. talk about generational wealth is is just uh, monetary. Yes, mm -hmm. and that's not that's not necessarily what builds our foundation. The generational wealth is the is the is the knowledge. And then passing that down to me, passing that down to my son, how we that's, raised, that's correct. you know, so that, 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 just clicked to me, um, yeah. when we were talking about it, because when I speak, uh, when, when you think about music, people talk about generational wealth, making the, making the money now in the music. So, so right. the rest or, or sports. And what you're talking about is unbelievable saying that generational wealth is knowledge. It's knowledge and presence. Mm -hmm. It really is. Yeah. I mean, capitalism is a great thing. Yeah, <laughs> but it's not the only thing. Right, right. It's uh, a necessity. But you know, you can be the poorest guy in the world and have a good foundation of family, life, home, love, mm -hmm. and everything else. Sure. It's not all about the capitalism. Right. Yeah. And and you you talk that that's duality. Yeah. And duality in life, and mm -hmm. and I talk about duality a lot, and I think about that, and I think about the and and positive and negative things. Mm -hmm. I have to reflect on those things. So. With this generation and this generation of fatherhood, do you see positive things that stand out to you? And in addition to that, what do you feel is missing now that was strong back then? Um, I, I, I don't have a whole lot of negative things because you guys are doing everything <laughs> so right. You know, uh, oh, gee, this, that's a tough one. We can come back one. to it. I have you to come, come back, back to, to that one. Yeah. That's yeah. well that's a that's a good thing right. that you can't yeah. think of anything. Yeah. So so give us the positives. Pat right. me on the back. Right. 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 I'm, and, I'm, it, I'm good and it can extend past <laughs> us. I mean it right, can just right. do what you see out, out in the world. Right. Yeah. Ooh, that's right. what I'm talking about. Yeah. Well, when I say you guys, I'm not talking about just here in the room. I'm talking mm -hmm. about right. in general. Yeah. And, and the positive thing is you guys are more educated today. You're more balanced today. you able to rationalize and make good sound decisions about your life and your family's life. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and, and the best of all is, even though we see it on TV all the time about yeah. the, the crime and this, Correct. It, it's only a small percentage of mm -hmm. our population that gets the biggest bang on the news. I'm glad that you said that. Uh, right. You know, crime has been around for years and years and years, but they make it a lot bigger about people of color mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and you guys learn right from wrong. You didn't get involved in drugs, alcohol, crime. And that to me is the biggest positive. I, that's when I say, you know what? Me and Dave, dad, we did a good job. Yeah. 
we did a good job. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and now that makes sense too. And you know, with with the ability, you like you said, when you're talking about working and 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 that separation and turn things off. Um, and we had talked about this in a previous episode. We were talking about the working dad and like how you know, how does how does that work? And especially for you back then, like I and mean, we mentioned actually, we spoke of you in a previous episode actually, correct? Uh-huh. And we talked about you know the fact that there was that there was that split of role where you know at that time you couldn't let off the gas, right? You know you had to you wanted to provide for your family, you wanted to be present, but at the same time right. you couldn't take off for sick days, and you know you had almost had to feel that to mom so that you can continue going to work because if you weren't present then they're going to give your job to somebody else because again it was that period of last one hired first one fired right, right. so you know as someone who strived to to provide a great life for us and we and I had a great childhood so right. I, I have no complaints right. uh at all i mean I, I think back in my childhood and it was it was great and and some of us I was fortunate to be born was in it, the, was it grand it was grand <laughs> it was grand it was grand <laughs> But you going through that, how did how did you navigate through that reality of like I can't, I want you know your your heart says I want to be here with my sick children yeah yeah, uh, but my head says if I'm not at work then I'm not gonna have a job Ooh. if I don't have a job I, then my Ooh. kids are not gonna eat gonna so suffer. My kids, you're right you're right it's 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 a domino effect how how did you navigate through that talk about nervousness right uh, yeah um, that was it and and that goes back to making good decisions. And those good decisions go back to having the right spouse and partner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And both parties have to be on the same page. Yeah. They have to have a, a common goal. That's to the kid's success and, and well-being. And with that, you know, you're right. I couldn't miss days from work because that's going to be a check against me when it comes time to reduce the head count. I was going to be the first one to go. If every time the boys had a, a runny nose, I was off. At the doctor was right, right. Uh, and today you guys have a different environment that a lot of you are able to work from home, or you are able to work remotely, mm-hmm. um, and that gives you a little bit different option that you are able to say, okay, I'm working from home, or I own my own business and I can stop and take my child to to right. to, to the doctor and be part of that, and that gives mom a break. Mm-hmm. But back mm-hmm. then, I didn't have that option. So what you were saying it. That wasn't an implied pressure or pressure you put on yourself. That was overt. That was real. It was overt racism. Right. That's the only way you can really put it, you know. Mm-hmm. I went silent on that one. Mm-hmm. I got chills a little bit because, mm-hmm. man. Well, and I, I, and I think. I, I can only imagine, right? I think I think being able to see that in that period and seeing you go through that, it, it's it's probably was a driving force. And like as we spoke before, I, I, for me, it's a driving force in the fact of as I build my own company, I'm going in with with the fact that family is it's a, it's that work life balance. Yeah. And, I, and I try to and I try to do that in, internally as a company and say it's important for you to be able to stop and, and go take care of your family. Yeah. And you shouldn't have to worry about if you took days off. I'm I'm, I'm going to be targeted regardless of, of your race or, or gender or anything. That's it's, true. it's truly, I mean, across the board, I don't care. I don't care where your alliances are. I don't care if you're transgender or whatever. I don't, I mean, if you want to take care of your family, you should be able to do that. You should be 100%. And you shouldn't have to be worried about it. Like, Oh, I got to save up my sick days. Cause right. if, I, if I do this and I think that was a carryover from watching you go through that, that yeah. I was like, okay, I'm going to be the next generation that changes that narrative. And right. I think, and I watched, you know, I watched you JD to do the same thing as uh, in your executive position that you can, you can have that ability to say, That's no, correct. I'm taking care of my child correct. and then we'll take care of this business and yeah, we'll figure right. out how to do it together. For instance, um, I had a chance to go to India. It was over um, Thanksgiving and Christmas. I said, that's not happening. 
Yeah. No, I mean, uh, I I let it I let it be known to my whole group that I'm the only um, manager that has a child that can't take care of themselves. Yeah. Right. So so you need to understand that as well. That's right. So I I put that on me, and that might be a marker, um, but I don't think it's to the same effect that no. that what you went through. Right. No. <laughs> You speak about family. You, you you speak about your your lovely wife. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> and and so we're we're touching on household roles. Yeah, and and our roles, um, I, our roles have changed with our societal mm-hmm. views. Yes, but uh, you know we're in the. You might have been in this, and I might be rambling now, but you might or projecting. But uh, were you in the dad did. Dad did the fix and building, and mom did the cooking and nurturing s stuff. And uh, when you're old enough, your your boys were an extension of you, and you were helping, and we were able to help, or they were able to help and help fix stuff, and out there cutting grass. Yes, um, yes. that's that's the way it was. Yes, that that's, so, that's but but that wasn't a given, right? Uh, different households and different families handled it differently. Okay, uh, we did that because we had so much energy mm-hmm. uh and my wife wanted me out of the kitchen <laughs> she said look we're gonna eat we're not getting sick right you, go cut the grass right right get right. out of get out of the kitchen exactly <laughs> this is not your area <laughs> so so what if uh brandon was a brandino would would he be cutting the piss if my name was brandino <laughs> <for> number one <laughs> would he be uh or brandy i'm sorry there you, there go. you go uh would he be uh cutting the grass or would he uh, yes uh, Okay. The answer to that is yes. All right. Mm-hmm. And 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 he or she would be taught to change the tires on the car, mm-hmm. change the oil, uh, all of the things that a male would do, my daughter would do. Mm-hmm. And when it comes time to remodel, I'd have her right there with a hammer. There you go. And, you know, I want her to be self-sufficient, mm-hmm. understand life and Keep it moving forward. Get her HGTV mm-hmm. show. Hey, have her own <laughs> TV go. show. Yeah, buddy. There you go. That's what I'm talking there about. There you go. So just looking at it, that seems that seems an offshoot of what what I saw the atomic family as. Yes. Right? Yeah. Uh, I saw I saw look at Leave It to Beaver and you know, June Cleaver. And yeah. Uh, that's right. Uh, so you, you wouldn't see a uh, a um a daughter underneath the car, you know, taking the plug out. No, you sure. So wouldn't. that's a reflection of time, don't yes. you think? Uh, it, it, part of it is a reflection of time, uh, but there are a lot of black families uh-huh. that the women did a lot of that. Yeah, as, as they grew up in the '60s, '70s, and '80s, and you know, part of that problem was there was a lot of single-family households. Right. You know that the mom was taking care of the kids, and there was no dad around, so mm-hmm. somebody had to do it. So. The girls and the boys together learn how to, to to make those things happen. Yeah. So I get that. And you have to take the hat off to them because you know they didn't have anybody there to, to teach them. So right. Yeah, we said that before. Um, sometimes we just don't. There were times where my father wasn't there. He was he wasn't around. He he was just he was doing the work thing. Right. 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 And my right. mother picked up a picked lot up of last night. She said, um, "I'm going to teach you how to play." basketball she taught me how yeah. to play basketball there you, you know, go. There you think, go. There it's you great go. it's great yeah and i mean and that we like i said it's always been it was fun when we started this series and we and you and i were talking and we we talked about the differences in the households and it, 
it was it was cool because it almost for me it was like because this is how I grew up and, and this was like the household dynamic. It right. was almost in my mind. I thought every household was like, especially <laughs> exactly. household of color. Like right. I just thought, okay, oh, so you, so y'all, you know, so you could do this and do that. Right. So hearing that there, like you said, more there's more than one way to skin a cat kind of deal. Like mm-hmm. there, there's no right way. There's no wrong way. This each household operated right. what was best for their household. Exactly. Right. And you know, like as you was asking about, you know, if, if I was a girl, if I was my dad's daughter, it would right. be different. Now that you know, you have two amazing granddaughters. Uh-huh. Uh, right. One is married, started her own family, right. and and then there's there's mine who is just in the early stages of her life. Exactly. Um, now that you're a grandpa with wiser eyes, like what what would you want us, Eugene and I, myself? You know, obviously it's a different dynamic with Eugene's daughter being, you know, Leah being older, but uh-huh. he's still raising her as well. So, what would you want us to? instilling our kids that maybe you didn't get an opportunity to instill in Eugene and myself. Like what, what was that one thing? Like, you know, I really wish I would have passed mm. this nugget on to, to, to my boys. And if, if, since I didn't get a chance to, here's what I really want to make sure that you pass on to your daughters. History of the family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, Love it. You, you can't go forward if you don't know where you came from. Mm-hmm. And so you always have to look back and say, Oh wow, I'm a part of that and bestow that into your daughter and maybe your son in the future mm-hmm. always there's no perfect family right there's no perfect situation mm-hmm. let them know about the good and the bad and, and help them move forward you know because mm-hmm. there is we're only on this earth for a, a minute mm-hmm. and if you don't know your history you can't someone can't bring it back after you're gone right right so you right. got to share it early on Right. Time and time and time again. Well, and that really goes well with our previous episode and where we're talking about, uh, we, you know, we, we did touch on that. You know, we bit, touched yeah. upon raising biracial children right. and, and, and making sure that we, we pass that on, that, you know, all sides, of the, all right. facets of the history. Exactly. And, because they need to know, again, you don't have to choose one side or the other. And that's what we talked about then. It was like, you know, you don't have to pick, but at the same time, you still need to know where you come from. That's mm-hmm. right. Because I think that helps you navigate where you're going. It, right. do, it does. And it, I, for just to just to give you uh, my idea of this, my my wife's family tree is on the other side of the <laughs> of the the continent than where my family tree yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the only I won't say the only way that they would meet, but the the way that they met was through me and and Lexi, right? Uh-huh, so uh-huh. Um, it, it's going to be a daunting task. But yeah. we're we are I think Brennan and I are committed to uh, having uh, 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 that full understanding of self yes. mm-hmm. for for Landry and Santiago yeah. and, and El come. I think yeah I think so and I think that makes it uh, I think that is the next generation of passing on more than just time at this point you you really are setting them up to believe in themselves yeah uh, you know knowing you know teaching Landry where where my parents and grandparents and and mm-hmm. people that they may she may not ever get to meet right knowing that background knowing Danny's side and and their struggles and our struggles and and I think that helps make her strong you know exactly so, and same mm-hmm. with Santiago and and yeah. and L when she's here yes. is that you know that's coming pretty soon too it is so <laughs> so excited about that uh, so, so excited yeah I'm still loving the fact that you're having a daughter now so now I can you know you <laughs> you, I, you put that one on me I did I did I, I, did. I understand I did. that that it wasn't it wasn't like um I don't care what you have you know that that sort of thing it's like I want you to have what I have <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> Whether it's good, bad, or indifferent. Well, it's 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 more. It's not indifferent. It's just different. <laughs> <laughs> it's a different stroke. It yeah. is. It yeah. is. Yeah. I, what like you I talking said, about, Willie? Like I said, like I said before, it's really the only difference is, and this is what our, our buddy Kari told me because he yeah. has two girls. I said right. when, when I found out that Landry was coming and she was a, a girl, mm-hmm. uh, I was like, hey man, you know. We don't really know anything about what this. Do what, do? what do I do? He said yeah. the only difference is you you wipe front to back. Yeah. <laughs> so that, that, everything else is about the same. So, yeah. <laughs> oh man! But so yeah. we it keeps coming up in my mind. And it's funny, right? Images, images, yeah. images of self, images of of um, who you are, and and we talk about that with our with our son and our daughter. Like how are we gonna how are we gonna mold that image? How was yeah. it molded for us? Yeah. So when when you were growing up. The, the technology that was coming up was was TV, right? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I don't know that you had the images of of what blackness was when uh, as, as we did, but um, uh, but it moves to a different pace. Yeah. Like we we got to see a lot. We're seeing a lot in commercials now that 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 mm-hmm. shows our family. By, That's right. You know, by the family dynamics. Family. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So. Um, was TV one of those forces to to help you out with it with the image of of black folk? Did, did it mold you as being a black folk versus um, what we have now? What what do you see the differences are? Well, well the differences are uh, back then with TV. What we saw was uh, Martin Luther King, yeah, March on Washington, mm-hmm. uh, and all those things helped structure you to be the person that you are today or that I am today. Uh, as we move forward over the years, then we started to see a few uh, faces pop up, not just black faces, but interracial faces and like uh, I Spy and right. different programs like that. Then it moved to another generation. Uh, then we had the music, like I said earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, then it, it continued to, to move forward. And that's when they came up with uh, MTV. Now <laughs> music was on TV. So you're seeing all these black faces and white faces all together right and that start driving a, a, a lot of less tension in the communities uh, and because yeah. we all became oh well that black guy is not just somebody that people tell me he's bad oh i know him i went to school with him mm-hmm. i like his music he plays well and it started to break some of those things down mm-hmm. today we're at a point that things are kind of up in the air we don't know where they're gonna land later Right. So, right. But at the same time, there are more, like, if you talk about like sitcoms and things of that nature, I think that you have more positive images of self, not only with black but Latino, Asian. The ref- the reflection of the, of the diverse family on TV has definitely changed in the sense of with well, certain episodes, like I mean, you got Blackish, yeah. uh, Mixedish, Mixedish, Fresh Off the Boat. Those, yeah. Where they're they're right. not, it's not just. You know, I feel like the shows from the seventies, and I remember watching early eighties, where it was it was okay. Dad's a janitor, and mom's a nurse. Right, and right. Whereas now it's like, no, dad's a professional, executive professional, and mom's is, is a, a doctor, doctor, foot doctor. Right. You know I mean, really, right. it's almost like after the Cosby Show, yeah, the yeah. narrative uh, uh, of what you know a sitcom family of color changed to a, to an extent that it wasn't just we're 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 taxi drivers and we're we're right, you right. know, janitors and, and custodians and stuff like that nature. Right. It's just you know, I think that enabled us to give a better image but on that same hand you got the buffoonery of what's what's going on on tv because mtv for us was music television right Mm -hmm. now it's just it's just nonsense television i would never i 
there's there's not a thing on MTV that I would let my son watch at this point yeah. in time, other if, other than a documentary. Right. I I will have to say that that I I actually um, we love watching the news, but in certain portions. So we we shield Santiago away from yeah the uh, the uh, the A line that's always blood, gore, yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. shooting here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, did you do that at all? Did you sit down? Could I, or did you did you say, okay, here's, I have Star Trek on. Here's here's Ahura. Look at Ahura. Um, you know what? When you speak back during that time, there wasn't as much blood and guts on the news, uh-huh. other than the Vietnam War. Right. You you didn't. Every time you turned the TV on, there was a a mass shooting or a mass killing. Mm-hmm. Or you know, back then we it it was a different time, and you just didn't see that. What you'd hear about, you hear about the rare one, like I said earlier, that you know it's only a small percentage of people were doing the the the, the negative things. Sure. Uh, so you didn't see a whole lot of it. You might see a guy that stole a car, and so well that guy stole that car. Right. But but nowadays, every time you turn the TV on, there's blood and guts. You right. Know, mm-hmm. um, Dayton, Texas. Not in California. California. Mm-hmm. I mean, just yeah. every, every day. And you have to shelter your sons and daughters away from that. Right. But you have to give them the reality that uh, this yeah. does exist. And right. that's why, you know, back when I was coming up versus how you guys are bringing mm-hmm. your kids up, you know, it's a lot tougher because I didn't have to worry about you guys being shot on after school or during school or any of that. Wow. Um, the biggest thing I had to worry about, did you get a black eye and right. let's put a stake on it. Right. <laughs> but today, you know. People are shooting people with, with AKs, and right. even at a kid low. Mm-hmm. That, right. to me, is crazy. Right. And, and it's scary, and it I don't is. know how, how, how you guys can bring your kids up in this environment uh, and not worry yourselves to death. Yeah. It's tough. You're, you're right about that. I, and one thing about this is that I don't understand why you thought that we were going to get a black eye and we didn't get the black eye. I yeah, mean, we, well, I didn't get a black eye because I made friends with a very big, big person. So I, I had protection. Uh, that was strategic. No, we, I mean, we were, I, mean, we were, I love you T1, but there was, there was some strategy behind yeah. our friendship at first. We were three apples tall. He was six feet tall. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. yeah. But, but that, did that help you? make the decision to move from where you were to, you know, cause there were, there was black flight from the city into the suburbs and, and so many black families went for, uh, uh, went to the suburbs from the the seventies and eighties was, was that hard, uh, making that decision? And also was it, um, I, I'm not saying was it hard. How did you make that decision? And was it hard raising your black sons and how did that affect their friendships and your friendships as opposed to city living? Okay. Uh, well, if, if you go back into that time frame, uh, I moved from a black community yeah. into a black community. That was the suburbs, but it was mm-hmm. a little more diverse than the community that I left. Uh, yep, my friends were all in the city. And we stayed connected as best we could. Right. Uh, but the number one goal was to give my boys an opportunity mm. to succeed in life. Mm-hmm. And so if I lost friends as a result of it, oh, well. Yeah. Because they were number one. Love it. You know, I love that. Yeah. I mean, and I mean, it's funny, like, I'm on the other end of the, uh, of the you know, growing up. I mean, because right. at first, like, I was, so I was born in the, in the city that they moved to. 
Yes. Uh, so it was mm-hmm. it was you know the black middle class city. Right. And, and then which you know again great great childhood and then we moved from black middle class to a predominantly uh, white middle class yeah city. Um, so there was a there was a stark difference in growing up. Sure. Yeah. I wouldn't say you know there. I saw the world real quickly in that split. Uh-huh. And when you start, you know, interacting with people who don't look like you, um, and that's not a negative for me. Um, I feel like it was an opportunity. It was an opportunity for me to to learn how to get to know other people. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, right. So obviously, when we first when we first got there, I mean, I had to deal with people, you know, saying as my favorite the N word. Right. Now on Showtime, the next next to the L word. <laughs> uh, but you know, it's it's. But that that didn't last long, and I think no, it didn't. I, I think for and we were there at the same time, so right. we both were at Central. Then we went to all through all through high school. But we gravitated to. I mean, we but used we, each other a lot. Yeah, but we but had it, it taught you guys how to negotiate your way through a, a different community and with people that were not exactly like yourselves. Right? Was that your goal, or was that your, was your goal for us to? To assimilate in the, in the in long wealth. Run. Yeah. No, no. It, it it was to succeed in the long run of life. Right. Mm-hmm. It's not. It wasn't about money. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't move back. I didn't move into that community because I wanted my boys to be feel like they were elitist by any means. I only mm-hmm. moved in that community because that was another section of the working population that you're going to have to deal with at some point in your life. Right. Yeah. And well, so you, you were in one community, you you dealt with that. Now you're in another community. Now you got to be able to mash them together. That's what the world was all about back then. Well, I right. felt like it gave, it gave me, and I, I don't know if Eugene will test this or not, but it gave me an opportunity when we moved to Fairfield in an all white community, it gave me an opportunity to learn how at a very young age to, teach people how to accept me right yeah. and i think you and i were the same way so there were people that didn't accept us uh and we dealt with those people yeah. and you know we didn't have a go at it you know we didn't have the way the kids you know when you first talk about integration back in the day sure. we didn't have to deal with that but you know we got to get to know people and, and when we graduated to this day we can drop in the middle of anybody that we went to school with anyway. in that window and we're all we were all right. friends right yeah. it wasn't they about know, they know us black, just because white, of who right, we are right. not, they know Pridge and JD we, yeah. they don't it's not like that's yeah. my, my one black friend yeah. there was only like 20 of us there yeah. but at the same time it was just we were all just individuals that we were kids and right. we got to be kids together yeah. and it wasn't you know and I think a lot of that was right. you know it helped me interact and I think it helped yeah. them interact with, with somebody who looked different yeah. than them exactly, you know? here's, exactly. A, here's a fun fact my first day at Central, I don't know if you remember this, on the playground, somebody wanted to fight me because I was black, right? The, the here's the, here's the thing. They always put us together by by our last name, and uh-huh. that individual had a last name right next to my name. So I grew up with him all the way through. Yeah. We were really good friends after after that fight. Yeah. Oh, Just yeah. because we sat down talk I, we didn't talk about it, but we we understood that this is not going to get us anywhere, mm-hmm. and that 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 was that's that was amazing to me. That's that's what that's what molded me into Fairfield's not so bad. Yeah, right. it, it it might just be Pleasantville. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and I think, and, I, and I'll say this before we move on to that is that I think that is what's missing right now. And, and like we talked about the the climate that it is right now with everything, everybody just angry. Right. And nobody wants to truly talk through it together. It's like, right. I want to talk at you 
And then when you're talking, I just, I'm waiting for you to shut up so I can talk at you again. You wait right. for me to shut up. Whereas at that time, it was it was a more heightened time because it was coming out of the 70s where it was more blatant. But at the same time, it sure. was we had an opportunity to truly work through mm-hmm. it and talk through it. And I mean, there are there are things that weren't as good back then that we were able to talk through that we couldn't right. we didn't have a voice in where we do now. Right. But I feel like people now don't want to talk through anything. But you didn't teach us to fight. You you, you yeah. guys you guys taught us to to talk through it right ne- negotiate your way through it yeah, yeah. well what i what i remember I talk, what i, I remember is talk fight. through it but if somebody puts your hands on you yeah. then you have to then go. you go ahead and do what you gotta do you gotta do what you gotta do yeah yeah, yeah. I, I understand i understand that you know i didn't i didn't say okay i'm i'm black you're gonna pick on me i have that shield up i'm waiting for it right right, right. exactly we're not walking in ready for a fight either like right. we're going right. in open arms and hey I want to give you, give you a chance to get to know me. Right. I'm interested in getting to know you. Right. Because, I mean, yes, I'm proud of what, who I am. And I was raised to be proud of who I am. So it's just, I just like, hey, you can be proud of who you are. Let's, yeah. let's be proud people together. And I, I would say this. Let me ask you this, though. How, you know, we talk about, you know, being pride, having, being prideful and having pride in being a person of color. You know, what would you say? You How did you teach us that? Because, I mean, I have pride of self. Right. Um, but how did you feel like you taught us pr- pride in blackness? Well, uh, first of all, we constantly let you guys know that we were proud of you and we were happy with where you were and what you were doing. And, you know, we never kind of held you back and said, no, no, you're not good enough. We always told you that you could achieve any goal that you wanted, Mm -hmm. even when you didn't want to go achieve it. Right. So that was the driver just constantly. Hey, anything in this life you want to do you can succeed at it right and i feel like i feel like that you on the, being on this end i feel like you what you taught it was more being proud of self yes and we so happens to be black yeah it, it wasn't i'm teaching you black pride I'm, right. I'm just teaching you be, be proud of who you are as a man right and you so happen to be a black man so well, that, that's that, 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 you know because we have no control over who what color we are when we're yeah. born so but yeah, but you can sure. you have control over being you the man that you're going to be or, or the woman right. that you're going to be and i feel like yeah. that's what we were yeah. that was still what, what what about you in your house what do you what do you feel i will say that most of my most of my um parents friends growing up in the in the 70s were all black right mm-hmm. um most of the people that they worked with were all white Yes, <laughs> that, that's a true statement. Right. So they they were and every neighborhood that I lived in um, was a predominantly white neighborhood. So I was fully aware of who I was mm-hmm. um, being different in, in everything. So they they took the time and they had to take the time to say, oh, this kid's sensitive. He has to understand who he is. Mm-hmm. We have to build him up. Um, so they did take that time and they said, this is your family. This is where you came from. This is the Bible where all your family, uh, you know, is you can look back in there mm-hmm. and, um, these, are, these are your pictures on the wall of, of, of where you came from. Right. And, um, this is what you should be proud of. Yeah. Um, just because somebody's picking on you because you're black. There, there's something about them. It's it's something not, wrong with them, not, not with you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, it, that's not an easy. That's not an easy thing to get through a, um, a six, seven, eight year old's head. No, that's for sure. <laughs> but as you said, you, they constantly um, reinforced. Uh, yeah, they reinforce that. They they. 
pushed into me. They 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 fed me those t- that type of knowledge, and I'm I'm getting it. I'm getting it. I'm not 100, percent but I'm I'm proud to be black. I'm proud to be a father of color, uh-huh. and I'm proud to be a son of of you and my, and my father. Yes. You know, well, you know what I just heard. You know, if you think about it for a few minutes, you guys are at the very beginning of your fatherhood. Yeah. And one thing you need to know is when the babies are born, they don't know the difference between Black, white, green, yellow, purple, blue. Mm-hmm. It's everything is taught to them from that point going forward. Mm-hmm. Right. And if you don't teach your babies hate, mm-hmm. they will not be haters. Right. If you teach them love, they will give love. So just keep that in mind. There's no no racism born into a person. Right. right. It is taught into a person. Right. So until you guys help try to filter it out the next generation it's going to be there right so that's some that's some sound advice that is sound advice so speaking of that i mean cuz you i mean you are at that age of wisdom you are you, know, <laughs> you you are the wise sage oh, I'm, old. I'm old now that's the nice way of saying you're old <laughs> that, that, that's 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 the nice way of saying you're old uh what would you say the, your best advice for fathers of color what's that one piece of wisdom that you would want all fathers to know like any, like I say, fathers of color, but all fathers. What, what was that one thing? Now that you've gone through it, your boys are in their forties, and you've gone, you've done it. What's that one thing you say? This is what you really need to know. This is what I remember learning in the journey that I want to pass on to to the world of fathers. Love your family. Mm. Love your kids. Don't hold back because it's not macho to hold back. Mm-hmm. Tell them that you love them. Show them that you love them, and be present. Mm-hmm. Even if you and your significant other can't get along and you have to separate, it's not that kid's fault. Right. Always be there for that kid mm-hmm. every day in every way you possibly can. That's pretty sound I'll, advice I'll right there. It. Right. I'll take it. Right. I'll exactly. take it. Well, I mean, I don't know. What do you think now? I mean, that's we're, solid. We're, like, I'm, I, I feel whole. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Do we need, I, need to go any further at this I, point? I feel fed. Yeah. I'm, I am. I am nourished no. at this point. So, no, I, I think we should do what we always do. Close we always with, do about closing with favorite favorite things. Yeah, our favorite things, and 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 JD came up with this, and it was a great idea when we decided to do this series. Um, what we'd like to do is, at, we like to end our episodes with, you know, what. Was our favorite, like what was my favorite thing with Landry? So like for example, for me mm-hmm. in the past week or so, we had our dedication. So right. seeing going up there with her and, and and having that dedication at church and and seeing her prayed upon and uh, and everything our our families there that was a great moment for me with her. That was a great memory right. for me. You- my favorite thing was uh, seeing him interact with kids at a at a at a party that we had, and um, the other thing was uh, just to see how musical he is and he loves to dance so i i got the video him dancing he looked right into the camera and kept dancing <laughs> <laughs> so what about you what what would you say it and it could be it could be landry's a granddaughter or whatever you could be or it could be your son i i have two favorite things okay nice one is last sunday when my granddaughter was dedicated in church mm-hmm. that was great watching my son and daughter-in-law take my granddaughter up to be uh, blessed in mm-hmm. the church, that was outstanding. Mm-hmm. But the other part of that was just as outstanding to me was when we all took a picture together. Mm-hmm. Yes, both my sons, mm-hmm. both my granddaughters, mm-hmm. 
both their wives. That was, I, I, I had wings. I could fly. Yeah. yeah. I could fly. Yeah. I could fly. And the other favorite thing I have is I'm just loving the fact that I'm sitting here with JD. I haven't seen him in about two years. I ask about him quite regularly to my son. And he's just another son to me. I've got a bunch right. of sons, but it's good to be in his presence. And, and, and I'm happy for him with his family and his little girl on the way. I tell you what, so it doesn't get any better than that. You should see the smile on my face right now. <laughs> <laughs> it is, baby. <laughs> it is. But my other, I got one more. Okay. Oh, keep going. Keep going. At, at church. Mm-hmm. Last Sunday, I knew I know where he's gonna go. When, when my grandbaby was down, got down from her mother's lap, and she crawled up under the <laughs> up under the chair, looked back at Grandpa, said, "Pick me up." Yeah. I picked her up, and she stayed on my lap, and she just had a ball. I loved it. I man. had I to steal. It. I had to steal my child back for the dedication. I'm yeah. like, I'm yeah. like, am I dedicating this child, or are you? <laughs> <laughs> so that being said, I think that yeah. I think that brings it to a close. It I is. think this was a great episode. I'll wrap I, it in a bow. I definitely appreciate you coming out, Dad. Thank um, you so much. Oh, and, you're welcome. You're welcome. Grace and Mike. And yeah. it'll be my favorite thing. Yes, it'll be you're right. It'll be the favorite thing for next week. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. So all of you guys are tuned in to listen. We appreciate you coming back and hearing what we have to say and sharing mm-hmm. ourselves and our lives. And we look forward to having you back for another episode. Yes. You'll see us uh you'll see us soon and we'll we'll uh keep feeding you guys too. Yeah, and much up. success to all you families out there. That's Thank right. Thanks. That's right. All right, that's all I got to say. What about you? Bye-bye. And I'm gonna say peace. Two fans. <laughs> Holla. Holla.